Welcome to the AI Revolution podcast or something. What's the name of the podcast? Yeah, the Financial AI Revolution. Hey, Ethan, it looks like yeah. you have my, my same name in your in our... Oh, story. no. <laughs> I, I, would, I would change it. Don't worry. Sorry, how do I change it? How are it? you, my friend? How, I, how was this week? Uh, this is good, man. Everything is good. Um, things are well. How about you? What about on your side? Uh, wait, I made a mistake here. Yeah. <clears throat> Thank you. Uh, no, that was a honest mistake, my friend. I'm, I'm <laughs> okay, man. It was very nice. Everyone, everything was was really, 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 you know, easy. Uh, and work. Something interesting is that um, uh, something that I find really interesting about investment is that you can work, you can have your normal life, and yet having, you know, like full, full activity. Like it's super, it's super interesting the fact that you can. Uh, of course, you're not being a, let's say, a, a day trader, someone who is dedicated to that, but you can still have some activity in the, fin in the financial world, dedicate your life completely to other, other stuff, like working in, 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 in a technology company like we do, right? Yeah, definitely. So, Ugo, let me ask you a question. What is um, today's podcast about? That's a great question and today we're speaking specifically about tools and platform powered by ai that can be super helpful for investing and business activities what do you think about that topic well look, why don't we take a step back maybe and say that we're actually starting a series now basically kind of yes. sort of depend obviously we we'd love to hear feedback if any of our listeners have a preference but um, we are going to, we, we, we want to help educate. I mean, obviously what is the goal of our podcast ultimately is to educate people on AI and finance and how they work together. But before we right. can get there, sometimes you need some, like a little bit of the building blocks, the basics. So we need to understand a couple of things about finance, like, you know, what's investing? How do you invest? What are some of the pitfalls? What are some of the gotchas? How do you go about investing? And then we, we should layer on or could layer on, you know, how does artificial intelligence um, come into that? Um, because, you know, we, it, AI is awesome, but like you have to be able to apply it correctly. And uh, so that that's I think that to me is is what we're doing here, because <clears throat> we want to help people understand, you know, better themselves financially, better their their um their wealth and and that comes through um a big area is through investing and so we thought um uh, ugo and i thought that it would be um pretty interesting to see you know first start off uh walking through some of the basics of investing and then um applying uh ai um whether it's chat gpt or other types of ai tools for investments uh and investing um to to see how you know somebody that has never invested before could potentially invest now disclaimer we have to say this because you know we don't want to anyone to come at us or anything like that so this is not financial advice okay guys we are not providing any financial advice anything you do is nothing to do with us we're simply giving our opinions and that's it like we're not giving financial advice to anybody but <laughs> that being said 
Um, does yes. that kind of sound like what we talked about, Ugo? I think that that's super, super clear as well, because many people, I mean, this is not the place to look for the specific investment that you're going to make, because everyone has a very different, different, should have a different strategy for, you know, for investments. So this is not a, a place that's to a receive any, yeah, any, any advice. This is just a place to find ideas, you know, ideas like, you know, which tools can power can empower you to make the best of your financial life. That's basically our purpose. And, 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 and yeah, you were mentioning that this is about kind of a journey, right? Like the fact that we, every, everyone has a journey in their lives, in their financial lives. And when That's it right. comes to investments, uh, I'm sure that there must be some steps that you must follow in order to be a financially savvy investor, not, not just someone, you know, with a couple of dollars, uh, going through the internet and, and finding some stocks. You need to have, you know, like go uh, in a ladder of, of knowing some things, the basic things, then the tools that you need to apply, then, you know, other aspects. So the idea of this podcast is that we dedicate one of each of our, of our episodes to one of those steps, you know? And today we want to speak specifically about the, the AI tools, right? That's basically, well, basically... So I, I don't want to cut you off, Hugo, but um, perhaps, uh, so we, we talked about the other day that we would uh, first ease into it, right? First uh, go through like, you know, like, because you, you mentioned, what? Like the basic stuff, maybe right. it's, uh, yeah, knowing the basic stuff is, 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 is uh, the, our first step in, in everything, right? Right. And, and I think you also may, uh, touched on a, a very interesting point, which is important. And I, I would argue is probably the very first question you should ask yourself when you're looking to, um, to, to look at looking at investments for growing your, your, your own wealth, um, for wealth creation. And that is, what is the purpose? Like, why are you saving? What are you, what are you, what are you creating your wealth for? Like, I know, I know you have your reasons and I have my reasons. Everybody has reasons for, you know, for, for wanting to generate wealth other than just the obvious of, you know, I want to be rich, you know, everybody wants to be rich, but like, you know, you, you can't just wake up one day and say you, you're going to be rich, right? You have to, because there's a lot of factors. So, you know, the reason, one of the reasons why it's important, I think, <clears throat> to, understand first yourself why you're investing is because you have to be able to determine your risk tolerance. Do you want to talk a little bit about what risk tolerance is, Hugo? Yes, for sure. Um, basically, uh, in this financial market, there, there's any, any kind of investment. And normally, when you receive the offer of a really good investment, it comes with a price. It is not for free. When you say, but someone says to you that there's an investment that will render 100% a year or something like that. Run. That can, I mean, that can happen, of course. Run for the trees. Not even Bobby Axelrod can do that. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's important to say that, that, that there are investments that, you know, can give you that, that, that uh, I mean, that, that can be a reality, but what you have to do is be really uh, like aware of uh, a clear um, stress that is between two things. If you want to receive a high return, you have to expect a lot of risk. 
If you want to have low risk, you have to pay with less return. That's basically the, the things. And in, in finance, when when we speak about risk. Wait, wait, so why not just go for the high high risk all the time if that's the highest reward? I mean, you can, but but, but that's not a good a good thing, you know? Because why? You, I mean, pretend like I'm somebody who has no idea about investing. What's wrong with that? I want to make the most money. So why don't I go with that strategy? I would like to answer you with a with a with a story of a friend that I have. Sure, love to hear it. It was basically someone who was in his thirties. Probably he just had. I mean, he was working for maybe maybe like ten years. He was having very good works and receiving a good salary, and he had some savings and started investing in in the stock market, and he 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 did well in that area. But someone offered him. I don't remember. It was like, you know, cryptocurrencies or other stuff that he didn't know very well how, how it did work. Uh, second, that had a lot of risk. I mean, I will say what is risk in this world. And third, honestly, you know, he had a high expectation on that. He expected to have, you know, to instead of, you know, going slow and building his capital, he just wanted to receive a high return in one year. You know, like... The kind of return that a person uh, takes years, 10 years to make, he wanted to have it in one year. He received this advice of someone who said, hey, this is a good investment. And he went on and honestly, what happened was that he lost most of, the, of, of his money. And that's, wow, what happened here? Sorry. Uh, basically, the, 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 that, that's a story that everyone has said, ha, have heard sometime in, in their lives. I, I'm sure that if you're listening as you have someone or yourself that went through, through that experience, and that's not nice at all. I mean, I can tell for, for my own experience. So I think it's okay if you want to, you know, if you have some some dollars you can spend and you want to invest with a higher risk, but you have to be aware of the uh, of, of the implications of having high risk. You, you say you have risk tolerance and high risk tolerance until you see your money go away that's basically what 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 uh i remember in this book that i was reading that i mentioned the other day and i will probably let uh the name in the in the comments uh this guy the, the name of the book is something like uh what i learned when i lost uh when, when i lose one million dollars something like that in the stock market it's the guy that had this this experience you know he went he earned like two million dollars and then he 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 kept this the, this attitude for a lot of time in the market, like know, a casino. Huh? <laughs> yeah, he's kind of a casino man. But the story is that he had a phrase that was like, you know, what is too much or what is too little of money when you are invested in a stock, for example, <clears throat> and the stock is growing, is 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 hiring, is uh, increasing its price. In that moment, you say, I invested too little. When you say when you see that an action that a stock in a day is you know growing ten percent or twenty percent, that happens sometimes in the market. You say, yeah, I, I should invest not what I had, but a double or triple that. And that's kind of a nice feeling. It is disappointing, but it's better than the opposite feeling when 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 you say what is too much. You know, <clears throat> when seeing the same stock falling twenty percent, you say I invested too much in this stock. And that's well, something that. You know, like I mean, it, I I think it kind of depends, no? Because 
like, I mean, so you're obviously you're familiar with the concept of dollar cost uh, averaging, right? <clears throat> so <clears throat> the the idea of you know, let's say you you invest in stock X Y Z, which is worth ten bucks today, and then tomorrow it plummets to five bucks a share. So like you're saying, you know, if you bought a hundred shares, you'd be sweating, right? Maybe. Um, but instead, if you double down and bought another hundred shares, all of a sudden your price per share goes down to seven and a half dollars instead of ten. And then if you, uh, and the reason I, I'm 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 kind of like being a little bit hesitant on this is because before doing something like that, you want to make sure you believe in this company and it has solid financials and all the things that you know you need to know about when you're investing. But if you if if it's still a solid case, then for whatever reason it's a bad press or a bad quarter or whatever and it and it, and it dunks you want to buy more when it goes down and the reverse when it goes up you want to sell because you know what if it goes down so you need to hedge your your risk and your reward as well at the same time yeah but if you take a look at the stories of people that really had lost a lot of money uh, I mean that works. I, I agree with you. It's, it's logical that if I if I average the price in which I bought bought a stock with you know a lower price, that's just, just that's just great, you know. But when you see, let's see the negative face here, you know, not only the, the positive uh, uh, side. When you see the stories of the people that has lost all their money, it's something like that. What happens normally, you know, is someone someone behind saying like, hey. This stock is, I, I don't know, like two weeks ago, I was listening to a, to a Colombian guy that had a lot of uh, investments in Silicon Valley Bank that went up. Oh, my gosh. Poor guy. And you know what was, was the, 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 the first, the initial, he was a client of Silicon Valley. He, he mentioned that in LinkedIn. So Hang he on, said, maybe, like, maybe for our viewers or our listeners, we should probably explain to them what, what that whole episode is about just briefly, maybe. Yeah, I, two weeks were in April 2023 20, and two or three weeks ago, probably a little bit more. One of the key elements of the entrepreneurial ecosystem of, of Silicon Valley is Silicon Valley Bank, was Silicon Valley Bank, and had an, an important uh, event of, um, of uh, you know, lack of, of liquidity. They didn't have money for, to, to respond to some of their... I mean, to their obligations, and they were forced to shut their business down. So, what, what I want—the story that I want to mention was that one. Uh, this guy is, uh, is 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 one key element in the entrepreneurial ecosystem in Colombia, in Latin America. He's, he lives in the in the U.S. in in Silicon Valley, and he was narrating what he was living while it while it happened. You know, during the, the, that day in which someone tells someone calls him by the telephone and say, "Hey." <clears throat> It seems that your savings in Silicon Bank are not safe. So get, get them out of the bank. And he, you know, he achieved to take out some, some of the money from Silicon uh, Valley. And then, but he didn't believe that it was the end of the bank. You know, he just said, he just believed that it was like a crisis, like, you know, like someone speaking but that that would it wouldn't be serious and in the moment the stock had failed let's say 60 percent and he decided to buy some stocks of, of the bank and he mentioned that you know he, he said like it was in the middle of the crisis i have been having a relationship with this bank for many years 
I know the owner. I know, you know, I know the the the, the story behind this this company. So it was honestly, what I believe is that it would be temporal, or you know. Uh, so so he bought some stocks, sixty percent down, because he believed that it would be a you know a, a great average in the portfolio that he. Uh, and no, basically what happened the next day is that the Federal Reserve or, you know, the authorities, I'm not sure, I think there is not the Federal Reserve, probably the SEC, but I mean, the, the United States authorities decided to close uh, the bank and, and to, you know, to compensate everyone that had money in the bank. So, but, but the story is what is behind a moment of decision like that, you know, like, honestly, what happened is that you, 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 you lost your your objectivity, you know, you, you, you think that there's a big opportunity and you say, let's go do it. And then uh, not, most of the times it does, I mean, it is not a big or relevant situation, but sometimes it is. And when it is, you know, you lost everything. That's what I, what I mentioned. This is really a really key topic when we're speaking about finance, how do we, uh, how do we keep uh, our expectations and our, say our strategy afloat in any moment you need to, i mean the first step as we were mentioning was having clear what is this for i mean what is the ob objective of the savings or these investments for you for example for me the key aspect today for any investment that i have is you know being able to pay for the education of my kids that's my main goal that has a, an expected date when it will happen unexpected value so you know you can have a strategy for that uh, and, and i'm sure that everyone has some objective like this uh, so if you have a clear objective like that you have to perform and do your you know your your investment activities associated uh aligned to this objective right yeah so then, I mean, if, if your goal is for your kids and I know your kids are, you know, they're, they're not in college yet and they got quite a little bit to go. So you're, you're probably doing more aggressive, more, uh, you know, risky type of investments for for that purpose. Right. Because you have a longer term. It is a longer term. You know, I am I'm more I am more. I learned something. I think that I, I learned it the hard way. And it is that when you are young and when you don't have a lot of, you know, things to lose, I mean, like the general belief is that what you have to do in terms of finance is that you have to get, you have to keep, or you have to be really aggressive. And I was taking a look at someone's article uh, a couple of months ago when he showed, you know, what is the final value of a portfolio of someone who is super Aggressive at the beginning of the investment, and conservative at the end, like, like close to the date, and the, the the opposite view: someone who is really conservative at the beginning and aggressive at the end. So when you are conservative at the beginning, you create a bigger. Ma I mean, like for example, if you're in your twenties and you start investment investing in you know really. Uh, conservative uh, bonds, you know, with low interest rate, but low risk, uh, probably what will happen is that you will force yourself into a, a savings, uh, let's say, costume of being saving all the time. And 
the magic of the interest rates, like the composed interest, will make that at the end of the day, you will have a lot of capital to invest. So you can, let's say, you can put your, the eggs in different baskets, and then it would be more effective. You can diversify when you have enough capital to do it. And the opposite happens when you start, I mean, when you take a lot of risk at the beginning, of course, that you can, you know, you can increase your portfolio, but you're all, always taking lots of risk and you will see that at the end of the day, not necessarily the, the, like the final result is as good as the, as the or as at least as expected or as, 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 uh, as um, forecasted at the beginning as the, as the case of the other person. Right. So, so just to kind of recap what we've been talking about now. So this, this whole point was really about identifying investment goals and what your risk tolerance is, because that's the first question I think you should ask yourself. In my opinion is it before you get into investing is why are you investing? What are you saving or investing for? And what is your risk tolerance? So like, like we we're saying, if you have a high risk tolerance and you're prepared to lose a lot of money to make a lot of money, that's, that's generally what people do when, you know, when you're in your twenties or thirties, you're starting to save for retirement. You know, you have a good 30, 40 years, maybe until you need to use it. Um, so, you know, it's okay if you have some losses before you need the money, um, as long as, you know, you can, you can wait it out. Cause generally speaking, as long as you're not in, I can tell you a story, actually a personal story where, uh, I'm just going to give me some, uh, some white, more white here is just even thinking about it, but, uh, I lost my pants in the market. Um, but, uh, yeah. So if, if you have the time to recoup it, then you can, you can allow for highly aggressive startups or even, you know, uh, you know, interesting investments. Like if you're, you know, if you're on, on at the point where you have enough money that you can be investing in, you know, pre IPO uh, stuff, then that's also another area that's high risk, high reward. But, you know, if, if you're towards your, you know, if you're in your middle, the middle of your life towards, you know, soon to be retiring, or if you need money now, um, it's, it, you want to be more conservative, maybe invest in blue chips, blue chip stocks, or, you know, bonds, like you were saying. What are the blue chip stocks? Right, that's a great question. <laughs> Thank you, Hugo. Uh, what are blue chip stocks? That's an excellent question. So blue chip stocks are generally stocks that people consider to be stocks that um, are generally safe, they're stable, they're large companies, they're generally in a stage where they're not in hyper growth, they're in the stage of paying dividends, um, and they're generally, you know, pretty stable. Um, so examples, you know, I, I would probably argue all, all of Fang, you know, Facebook, Apple, Amazon, uh, Netflix, and Google, those kinds of companies are, are blue chip. Uh, maybe Netflix is arguable these days. Who knows? <laughs> but, um, you know, like uh, uh, Johnson & Johnson, you know, the, the big, big name companies that are public, those are generally considered blue chip and considered, you know, nothing in the market is safe, but it's considered safer than others. <clears throat> so let, let, let yeah. me tell you a little story if, if you want about, um, about course, an dude. investment that uh, I made. <clears throat> and uh, this was a big learning lesson for me personally. So um, <clears throat> I know that my wife is listening to this um, and she, she'll probably get a laugh. Um, but um, she, she, she loved to call them 
to I hope she's not upset with me saying this, but she loves calling the stock um mermaid killers. <laughs> I'll explain. <laughs> so <clears throat> um there was there's a company called North Atlantic Drilling. And I can't, I can't remember right now the company that is its parent, um, which is you know one of the biggest in the world. But <clears throat> this particular division of it uh, was they specialized in um, op, like deep sea Arctic like type of uh, uh, oil drills. So like they take ships out into the middle of nowhere and they would you know kind of get the oil for from from those areas. Um, and you know, the, all, all the financials were amazing. Like it was growing. Um, and you know, this was before, uh, this was when I was living in New York. So this was a long, long time ago. Like, so <clears throat> the, but th this, so, so here, here's the problem. Okay. So it, it was doing well. I think it was like, <clears throat> when I started investing, it was like five or $6 a share. Um, and at its peak, it went all the way up to like 11 bucks a share. And so, and this was like less than a year. Like this was a really short term, like amazing thing. In hindsight, obviously I wish I would have cashed out then, but um, I thought that it would keep going, honestly. And the reason I thought that, and the whole world actually thought that because they had closed a massive deal for billions, I think it was. I can't remember the exact number though, <clears throat> with um, uh, Russian backed uh, oil companies. Um, in order to sell it to them because they had contracts, right? Well, oh. that's when U.S. sanctions started to hit Russia tough. This was before Ukraine. This was, um, I think, even during the time maybe of Obama, possibly. Like this is when, when like I, the uh, the U.S. started putting heavy restrictions on all the oligarchs on all all of those people. This was like maybe wow. five, six, seven years ago, maybe. And yeah. and it, they they announced the deal. Stocks stock went up to eleven dollars and it kept going, but then like a couple days later, literally, it was announced that <clears throat> the company they had a deal with um, had uh, had put sanctions on, and so the deal was effectively killed, and the stock wow. went ultimately all the way down to a dollar. Wow, one dollar after being—I mean, after being a great investment for one year completely. Yeah, that gave me so much anxiety, dude. That was when I kind of just basically exited uh, market trading, and and I've kind of basically just done e, uh, EFTs ever since. Um, since that's uh, EFTs, we can get into another time. It's another kind of investment strategy. But um, yeah, so the, on the bright side, the the glass half full was that we had a couple of good years that we could claim lots of losses on our taxes. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good part <laughs> that's good yeah you were mentioning you were mentioning about the blue chips right and i have here yeah. maybe I can, I can share this the screen quick very quick oh, this is not it this so anyway the, and the, the, for the context the reason why my thought my wife refers to it as the mermaid killers was because uh they would you know uh drill in 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 the oil in the sea and you know, she loves mermaids, the idea of it. And she's like, oh, they probably killed all the mermaids. <laughs> uh, yeah. That time, I didn't like it. I'm so sad about it, man. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, I, I learned a valuable lesson, man. No, no, no. Yeah, absolutely. Man. Yeah, there, there are a couple of things that are, or thoughts that I have regarding that. And, and I will let you know 
in the moment. But you were mentioning the blue chips, right? Right, right. This is this is a really ugly, <laughs> really complicated to to see. <clears throat> Guys that are here, I'm sharing my screen at the moment. Yeah, uh, anybody that's because uh, remember we got two audiences: people watching and people listening on podcast. Yeah, uh, for the ones that are listening, this is uh, something that uh, um, stock rover. Uh, yeah, Stock Rover is a, is, is some, it's a company that we don't are not related at all at all. But it was interesting to see that one of the first answers that we received from ChatGPT related to how AI is incorporated in finance mentioned a Stock Rover. So we went there. I went there and, and I really, um, I really found this interesting and useful. So what I'm sharing now, uh, we were speaking about what is a blue chip stock, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, one of the services that this this AI-powered uh, company, Stock Rubber offers, is offering everyone, or I mean, the people who pays for this, I am actually in a premium <clears throat> trial. It says premium um, plus. Yeah, but, but it's a trial. <laughs> it's for free. <laughs> <laughs> will, How long will, has this trial been a year? <laughs> no, man, in, in, in two days, I won't have this. But uh, let's okay. take advantage of the possibility yeah. of showing this. And, and they have is a uh, functionality that is called screeners. A screener is re a really useful tool because basically there's a lot of stocks <clears throat> in the market. I mean, more than 10,000 uh, 10, stocks are public. I don't, the number, that's a number that I used to hear before. I'm not sure about that number, but it's more than $4,000 the, the stocks for, for sure. You will correct me with our French GPT in a moment, probably. But um, what, what, you the, know me so well. I'm already putting it in right now. <laughs> of course. No, but the thing the thing is that are more than I mean more than the, the, the stocks that you can imagine that five thousand according to Investopedia. Imagine that. That's like five thousand stocks. So you need a, a way to bring mm. those stocks or have a look on the stocks that are interesting for you. And a screener basically does that. I mean like creates a, a list of stocks. I imported a screen called Blue Chip Finder to see which stocks are the examples of blue chips. Just to be clear, this, did you create this or this is just a feature? This is a feature. No, I, I, what I did basically was uh, going to screeners here, yeah. you know, and there's a possibility of importing one screen. I don't know how I did it. I did it just a, a minute before. But basically, what I did was someone else created a a, a list of of stocks that are considered uh, a, a, a blue chip, you know. And, and examples or typical examples are IBM, ABB, the ones that you're watching the screen, Bank of America, for example. So what is nice about it is that you can create your own based on your own criteria. You know, if you have an idea of the type of investment that you would like to have. Let's say, for example, that you say, I would like to have, you know, a bank, like something in the sector of finance, financials, and that you would like to see, um, uh, I think it is here, probably, you know, you want to have some, some filter related to market cap, for example. You can say, I want... I want to, I, I, in this case, I'm, I'm just editing this, this thing. But you can create a screener that says, for example, that you want 
companies that are uh, that have a market cap of more than uh, fifty billion dollars, for example, or or that have What's an the market EPS. cap. Though? The market cap is basically the, the 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 amount that is available in the market for the equity of the company. You know, in other words, is mm -hmm. let's say we have each of the stock is one dollar, and there are 100 stocks, the market cap will be $100. But this based on the real value of the stock in the market. That's basically what it, uh, what this, this part, this concept stands for. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of, you know, in this case, for example, we're taking a look at this screen, which is Blue Chip Finder, and it has the next filters. It says, these are companies that are more than $50,000 million, right? That this is $50 billion. Uh, that are indexed the NASDAQ and, and YSE and NICE uh, New York Stock Exchange uh, exchanges that have <clears throat> an average EPS, which is earnings per share, uh, that have, I don't know, this is probably more than 2% created, uh, I mean, like growing the average uh, EPS. You know, that have uh, also dividends in the last five, three, one year. So with those concepts that you can have, you can say whatever concept you want to have for looking for your investments. You go here and they uh, they basically create a screener for you. And I really like that. And I found it really interesting because it's a way to, you know, to, to look for investments for you based on your criteria and what you exactly need uh, from from any investment, okay? So this is what I wanted to share. Uh, we were discussing in, in all truth that this is, um, I mean, I have been involved with, with, with investing in, in these things for many years. And for me, this is really nice, you know? It's like, um, it's like a clear uh, setup, but I am aware that this is not, the same for everyone you know it, it can be a little bit clunky it can be you know there's a lot of information in a little screen so probably we need to have uh some previous education or some um uh, you know some being a, a little bit more accustomed to this before going there but i found it really interesting to any this answers our first question is when there are five stocks out there how can i pick the ones that are right for me so I really recommend this this uh, this idea of going and, and taking a look at this without buying anything. Uh, keep, keep your picks for the end. We, we put picks at the end. So I know what your pick's going to be. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I'm not sure. I mean, I'm not sure even. I don't want to put all my... You know. I don't know. You've been going on about this, about this app for a long time, man. I know you love it. So, I mean... I, I, I mean, I find all... it useful, you know? There must be... And you know why, Ethan? Because... I, I remember that I used to work for this tech giant, uh, tech fi financial company. Bloomberg. Yeah, Bloomberg. And it, 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 this was 10 years ago. So I remember that the screener of Bloomberg was one super killer app. I mean, like it really, people really love that from Bloomberg because it is a lot of the work that you as an analyst, a stock analyst, a stock trader has to, you know, you have. So... Uh, but it was not available for everyone. That's that was complicated. Today, I think that there are more things like this. And what our initial inspiration for this podcast was, you know, like 
taking a look at where is, you know, AI, where is AI in finance, how AI can really help us. And I think that this is a super interesting use case for AI. There's a lot of information. So this, uh, this technology goes there, take all the information and, bring, and, and get it back to you in a way that is understandable for you. So that's basically why I really like this. Cool. So um, since we're just checking on time here, um, yes. we want we have two more items that we wanted to cover on on today's episode. Um, one is uh, kind of getting a, a first understanding of what you need to do and understand, like the basics before you start getting into investing. And then um, <clears throat> we're going to start doing this kind of we haven't really fully decided the the exact uh, forum for this, but we we want to do something like um, allow, like seeing how AI would invest in the stock market. And so, you know, we're not going to invest real money. Obviously, we're going to we're going to use um, paper uh, like, right paper money like um, I want to use Investopedia and Ugo wants to use um, Stock Rover. So um, we might actually do a bake off and see who does better. Maybe, or maybe we might do, who knows, but we, we started last episode, we started with uh, Investopedia and ChatGPT. So at least, at the very least, that'll be my side. <laughs> if you no, feel no, like no, that's cool. No, no, we take those. Uh, and and I, was, I was taking a look at other, other alternatives. For example, I have Thinkorswim of Ameritrade. Right. Uh, which is a well, that's really real nice. Money. I get that they have paper money, but that's- I don't know. But yeah, that has both. And I will keep the paper money for these experiments. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I personally use Fidelity for our, for my real investing. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Like so basically okay. we have. Let's do it. So we've got ChatGPT, our best friend here. And uh, we're going to start asking ChatGPT questions about um, investing. So let's see. And we, and we might have to have a couple of dialogue questions and back and forth with ChatGPT. But um you know what? And let's use the fancy model of GPT-4. So, <clears throat> hi. I am... Um, I have never invested in the stock market before. I want to start investing. I do not have a lot of money. Maybe like... Let's say average person maybe could have like $10,000. So let's say I've got $10,000 to start investing with. Or actually, no, we're going to do 100 because that's how, what we got from Estopedia. That's right. So like 100. I also have 100 here for, uh, in, in Thinkorswim, I also have 100. I yeah. Think. Okay, cool. So maybe like $100,000 US. Um, <clears throat> but I really don't know anything about the stock market. What would you suggest that I do as my immediate next step? Let's see what ChatGPT says. Hi, it's great that you're interested in investing in the stock market. Before diving in, blah, blah, blah. Right. It's important to do some research and consider your goals and risk tolerance, which we covered yeah. in the beginning. So that's good to see that that's what it's recommending. And then chat, because I'm going to read it out loud just because we have, uh, this is mostly a podcast, so people are listening. So <clears throat> number one, educate yourself. Start by learning the basics of the stock market, investment strategies, and terminology. 
books, all sorts of, it gives you different kinds of places that, which is great. Um, you got to set your goals. So, you know, we talked about goal setting, Ugo, your goal is, you know, to putting your kids through college. Mine is to retire and put my kids through college. And I'm sure you also want to retire. Um, and then, you know, assess your risk tolerance. We talked about that as well. You know, you got to understand, you know, what, what's your time horizon? How long do you have? Um, and, you know, in general, even, you know, I said before, if you're in your twenties, thirties and you have plenty of time, could be that, you know, you're just an individual that if you see a dip in the market that even if you have 30 years, that's still going to put pressure on you. And, and of why? Course. So maybe, maybe even if you do have a long-term, you don't like, you're not, you're, you're risk averse, maybe. Um, open, open a brokerage account. So you, you gotta, you gotta be able to, you can't just go, go to by yourself and, and, and decide to trade on the stock market. Um, unless maybe you live in New York city and you get a special license to get, no, everybody today uses the internet and uses platforms. Um, like I said, I use, uh, Fidelity, you use thinkorswim. Um, there's also like it, like it, like uh, chat GPT is saying, there's also an addition to that. There's E-Trade. I know that's popular. So is Charles Schwab, Charles Schwab and Vanguard. Um, there's Merrill Lynch. There's, there's lots of them. <clears throat> then ChatGPT says to create a diversified portfolio, uh, stay disciplined and monitor your investments and then consider seeking professional advice. So I feel like this was kind of very boilerplate, high level, not very tactical. Yeah. So, so let, let, let's ask ChatGPT. Um, okay. That's interesting. Can you give me something more tactical that I can do right now uh let's see what it says it's thinking sure here's a more tactical approach choose a brokerage okay so for this purpose let's say we chose investopedia and thinkorswim yeah fund your account okay we already got that funded although if you're doing this for real then you would you know choose the the, the, the real stuff um but uh yeah so we're, we're seeding it with a hundred thousand dollars then begin with low cost index funds or etfs huh interesting so it's this is great because it's it's teaching the lesson that i had to learn the hard way um from the beginning here so i may as well kind of briefly touch on what etfs are believe so, me that life is a better professor than chat gpt man <laughs> you, will, you really learned your le lesson from life instead of chat yeah. That's it. Yeah, but I mean, I, I would much rather have not had to learn it that way because that was a very expensive way to learn it. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, so an ETF um, is, gosh, maybe you remember the acronym. I can't remember right now, but um, it's a, a combination of funds. Um, generally speaking, they're, they're either, you know, industry targeted, sector targeted, um, sometimes you can even get like, you know, uh, eco-friendly targeted. There's all sorts of different kinds of ETFs. Uh, there's ETFs that are based on the S&P 500 index. So like, you know, the S&P is an index that of the uh, 500 uh, uh, top companies, I think by market cap or something um, that are in the stock market. And those are considered good. Um, a lot of people, most hedge funds and investment firms um, look at the S&P 500 as kind of the, 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 the benchmark to beat basically. Yeah. And I, if I recall correctly, I believe the, the average S&P, you know, for the past hundred years or something has been like around 7% return, I think averaged, I believe annually maybe, but, yeah. um, <clears throat> so either way, so, so start with ETFs. I think that's a fantastic idea. Um, set up automatic contributions. 
So that's something that I do too. So, you know, every, every month we have a draft go out of our bank account into, you know, our investment account, um, monitor your investments. Cause if you don't pay attention and you don't know that Russia got, got banned, you're going to lose your socks from $11 to $1. So make sure you monitor your investments and continue learning. So, okay. So I, I think we kind of touched some of the real basics, but um, how do I know if a stock is worth investing in? And, and I have a, a different question as well that I okay. want you to look for. Yeah. It's about more specific uh, ratios or indicators that I should look for in an investment, right? Right. That's where I was starting to go with this question. Yes, that's great. I mean, like, and actually I have, I have a prompt that I think can, can be good. Let's, let's see what, what you, you have over there. Let's so, yeah. revenue growth, great. Profitability, yeah. strong so balance. Just, just for our listeners, because you're reading it, because you're seeing it, but just yeah, for our right. listeners in the, in the podcast, um, ChatGPT has given a couple. Um, so number one, it says qualitative analysis. Understand the company's business model. So <clears throat> let's take, I don't know, for example, Starbucks. So Starbucks, what's Starbucks' business model? Starbucks sells coffee. That's their business model, basically. Um, I mean, it's more than that, but, but we're being simple and uh, quick here. Um, what is the industry they're in? So Starbucks, they're in the restaurant business, I would say. Um, what's the the target market? Um, target market would be probably, you know, people that like coffee that have a couple extra bucks to spend because it's not for, you know, uh, pen penny pinchers. Um, and competitive landscape. There's a lot of coffee makers out there. So, you know, what's, what's the competitive advantage of that company? That's something you got to really think about when you go to it. Like, for example, if I'm thinking about Microsoft, which is in my head, just because of all the AI and all other stuff, um, you know, their business model is like, they have too many business models. It's, it's, you gotta, got, it's it, it, sometimes when companies get too big, and have, they have multiple business models because they have multiple companies within a single company. Um, and so like, you know, Microsoft would be in the tech sector, target market um, and competitive landscape, all that stuff would be important to, to factor. Then ChatGPT says financial analysis. And this I think is extremely important as well because, and this is something that like, this is really, I think where most of the time would be spent is just pouring through financial documents and analyzing, you know, you know, the abedita and analyzing the earning per share or uh, all the things that it's saying in the next bullet, actually, you know, the price of sales, price of earnings, price to book, all those things that um, it, it, there's a lot to cover. Maybe we can do, you know, future episodes on specific things, but we're just trying to be brief and concise here. So, you know, you want to, you want to understand, you know, what's their revenue growth strategy? How are they growing? What is their growth? Are they profitable? You know, are, are they making money? Are their costs low and their margins high? Do they have a strong balance sheet? Do they have cash flow? Um, <clears throat> so, and then, and then, you know, ChatGPT gave a couple more. I'll just be brief here. Future growth prospects, technical analysis. It says, I don't know why it says optional. That's weird. Um, and then risk assessment. So uh, things we've already talked about. So you said you had a question. Well, what, what do you want to ask ChatGPT? I just wanted to, I mean, I think that this is a great answer. And uh, probably I don't need to, to, to ask the question, but, or, or uh, yeah, I have a question to make this more specific. Okay. Let's say we want to analyze the price to earnings, uh, the price to sales, 
or the growth. But the, the, my question is, what is a good objective? I mean, I mean, what is a, a number, a good number objective for each, for at least one of those, of those uh, indicators, you know? Let's see, for example, I like the earnings per share, like the growth. Well, we can in get it to give us for all of them. Why not? It's an AI. <laughs> yeah. Ask him. Maybe, so maybe, we, maybe, so maybe, let's maybe, say we want to analyze. Have... Sorry? Yeah, maybe they, I mean, ChatGPT will have an answer for that, for sure. So we're asking ChatGPT. Let's say we want to analyze the price to earnings and price to sales. What is a good objective slash number for each indicator? And it says it's difficult to give a, a specific quote unquote good numbers for price to earnings and price to sales um, as what's considered reasonable or attractive can vary depending on the industry. That's very true. Like, for example, in tech, the evaluations are wildly different than, say, in, I don't know, the corn market, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, or the chicken market. Um, just thinking of a specific billions episode right now. <laughs> Yeah, ah, I see, I see, okay. Um, yeah, so, okay, so, but, so after it's, it's, uh, it's the disclaimers, it says, okay, compare to industry peers. Um, <clears throat> so let's say, let's keep going with Starbucks. So, you know, you want to compare it to, I'm uh, blanking on coffee names in the US, but you, let's say McDonald's, Burger King, any place you can get coffee, right? Let's compare it to that. Although it's not really the same because, like I said, Starbucks is, you know, more of a yeah, premium. It's a different industry. Probably, yeah. So, yeah. You, so, but if you're Microsoft, you compare it to Google, you compare it to, you know, uh, to Apple or other companies like that. Um, so compare it to industry peers. Okay. So, and, and see what the, what, what's, what's normal for that industry. Then it says number two, compare to historical averages. So you look at, you know, what, what, what did it used to be and what is it now? Um, and you can do that also for other companies because maybe companies are, are you know, there's something weird is going on today in the market. So you might want to look at companies also when you're looking at industry uh, to get an idea, look at the industry history too. Um, number three, compare to earnings growth. Uh, number four, analyze price to sales ratio in context. A lower price to sales ratio might be attractive to value investors but it's essential to consider other factors like profit margin and growth prospects. So Ugo, what, what is a value investor? What is a value investor? I had a, I had a value invest, investor here asking me something. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry about it. So what is a value investor you said? That's yeah. a question. Great question. I was taking a look at, at, a, at a, a book that I, some, a friend here in Colombia gave me from this Peruvian guy that uh, the name of a book is like, where are you, and you, where are you investing your money? Something like that. And he described very well what is value investing. And, and the description I think is, is uh, uh, the best description I can give you is that um, value investors are those that are really focusing in create in understanding the value, the real value of a company. And I mean, like, there are many ways in which financial guys and financial experts can decide and can say what is the worth or the, or the value of a company. It is not that easy as multiplying the stock 
I mean, it's not the market cap. It is it is more like more than that. And it's basically considering what will happen with the company in the future, you know, under say under different scenarios. So value investing is basically being able to evaluate a company, a stock price, and uh, buy the, the stocks that are undervalued by the market. Because one of the key aspects of, of, of this theory is that sometimes the market is a little bit, um, I don't remember the word, but it, it is not, it responds with emotions. It's like an aggregation of many emotions. And sometimes for reasons that are not associated with its own stock, the, the proper stock, some, there's are, there are some stocks that are suffer for conditions of the market and they, that situation makes that the value, the stock price of, a, of the stock, it's down below the value. So people like Warren Buffett, for example, are known or, uh, for, for doing that, you know, analyzing many companies. And once they have a clear idea or a clear uh, theory of what will be the value in the future of this company, and they compare that value to the current value in the market and they find a gap, they buy these, these companies. And, and the other thing is that they tend to buy these companies forever. They are not thinking Long -term. the stock. Yeah, they're, they're not thinking selling the stock tomorrow. They're thinking keeping the stock for, for years, you know, actually for forever, actually, in, in some of the cases. So that's value investing. I think, I mean, it is a little bit opposite to another discipline where there's also a lot of money, which is more like day trading, something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, that's basically this idea of buying stock in order to sell it in, in a really short term, even in the same day, uh, and get the benefits out of, of the stock quick. Um, that th those are basically different, basically different approaches, right? Of course, when you see that Warren Buffett is the exponent of the of the first idea, you tend to think that it can be really, <laughs> really good. Well, I mean, Warren Buffett, we, uh, any, anyone that's anybody in um, the investment community would know that Warren Buffett is um, traditionally a, uh, um, oh my gosh, Benjamin, uh, God, help me out, Hugo, Benjamin, uh, what's his name? Graham, there we go, Benjamin Graham, I think, right? Graham. Yeah, Graham. Yeah, yeah. See, yes, yeah, yes, yes. about the... Yes. Yeah, so that's that's really value investing, and and that's Warren Buffett style of you know invest, ride it out for the long term, get dividends, and you know be 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 good like that. So let's we're we're coming up on time here. We're getting close to the hour mark. So um, let's do our 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 investing with uh, ChatGPT. So I got Investopedia up right here, our our, our simulator. So, uh, oh man. And I have Dr. Robert. One at a time, people, please. <laughs> um, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, so, so let's see. What, what, what do we want to invest? Uh, what I think I want to do with Investopedia, since you're going to do Stock Rover, I guess, or think yes, of him. So, um, I want to see what do we want to invest in? Okay. So, let's see. So here we got our screener. Like you had your screener there. This is a screener for Investopedia. So um, what do we want? So obviously we want it on the on the U.S. exchange, um, current day trading. Um, we want um, no no sub market. Uh, whoops, he's 
sector. Yeah. So let's say I, since I'm I, my I, I'm a, a tech guy. So let's say um, anything in the technology space. So uh, oh, I can. Oh, that's nice. Okay, so electric technology, health technology, and technology services. So that's uh, the sectors I want to look at. Um, I don't really care right now about the index. Um, industry um, doesn't really matter as long as it's tech, I guess. Country, uh, that I do care about because I only want to invest for this purpose in the United States. Um, and then... Market cap less than, uh, oh, it's between 50 million and 2 trillion. Yeah, okay, that's fine. But actually, maybe I want to try to find something that's that's good for like, you know, something untapped. Because maybe I want to, you know, I'm not looking for blue chip right now in the 2 trillion mark. So maybe we say, um, oh, this does look, this is weird. So this looks like. Uh, okay, interesting. <laughs> I don't know why it just kicked me out. Okay, but okay. that's a point for stock rover. Okay, point for stock rover. One point for stock rover there. Fine. Uh, let's just do this again then. Tech. That was weird. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I might. If that ha keeps happening, I might get a little uh, frustrated. But uh, okay, United States again. Um, I, I won't touch market cap. It clearly doesn't like that. Um, and then <clears throat> let's see what else. Uh, free cash flow. Um, well, let, let's see what this returns. Okay. Um, how do I hit search? Where's the search button? I guess it just automatically does it. Um, Okay, and let's let's sort it on volume because I want to make sure that it's liquid. Because that's another thing is you don't want to necessarily buy a stock that you can't get out of. Although usually that's not a problem, but you know I've I have in the past occasionally run into it. Um, oh, let me also set a filter for the the share, uh, the price per share because <clears throat> um, I think I don't know if we talked about this last time, but there's something interesting that needs to be understood when you're trading that and, and, and there are platforms like Robinhood and others that don't charge anything. But um, at least back in the day, they used to, I remember having to pay seven ninety nine per trade uh, commission. So, you know, you want to be able to purchase. Yeah. You want to be able to purchase large amounts of shares to be able to offset that, that cost. Um, so I want to look for, for, um, for uh, stocks that its price is not that high. So I want it below, let's say $10. So it's gotta be below 10 bucks. So, and let's see, what is Zella? This seems to be interesting. Oh, whoa, 354% strong buy. What is PT, open PTPI chart? Okay, let's see what this is. Whoa, look at that spike, man. It went from a dollar. What is that? In in like a day. One day. What yeah, ha what happened here? Over there. So what is this company? Let's see. Petros Pharmaceuticals Incorporated engages in men's health therapeutics. It is involved okay. in sales, marketing, regulatory medical affairs, finance, blah, 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 blah. 
It operates through prescription medications, medical device sentiments. Okay, but why did it jump? Holy moly. Let's let's Google it. Maybe there's something in the news. Yeah, there. So let's check. Uh, is there al is seeking alpha? I use seeking alpha a lot. Um, so said that a press release about purported acquisition of the company is fraudulent and not issued by the country. Petro shares gained 34% following a trade halt earlier after skyrocketing. Wow, they actually halted sh trading on it. Wow. wow. That's incredible. Okay, so let's see. Uh, Let's ask ChatGPT if it's a good investment. Okay, I want to invest in a specific company. Can you help determine if it is a solid investment? And uh, I'd be happy to help you analyze a specific company, but please keep in mind that I love, okay, it's giving its disclaimers. Um, so let's see, how old is this? Well, because I wonder if ChatGPT has knowledge of it. Uh, let's see, where is the all time range? Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, found in May 2020. Okay, so it should know of it. It should be at least aware of it. So and it is not, I mean, it's not expensive, it's four dollars. $4? Well, I mean, it's relative. Right now, it's it's four and a half dollars, but I mean, you know, it, that it's insanely high right now. I mean, let's see, let's see what it's, what's the story of the company. Yeah. <clears throat> so okay, so I don't really care what it says as long as it has a context that I want to invest. So okay, here is a company that I am thinking of investing in. Petros Pharmaceuticals Incorporated, and it knows it's a ticker. That's good. And it's telling me, telling us, you know, a brief description about what it is that we just read. Um, and let's get some metrics for ChatGPT so we it can evaluate because obviously it doesn't have access to this yet until ChatGPT plugins are available, at least. So where are the technical details? Ah, go away. Things annoying. Um, well, fundamental data, market cap. You know what? Why don't I just try feeding like this? I wonder if I could do this to the AI. Because, like, you, you know, you we're using AI. So let's see how, how far we can push it, right? I'm just going to copy all of this. Okay. Here are some of the uh, technical details of the stock. What do you think? Please be brief and concise because your answers have been super verbose so far. <laughs> Based on the information, here's a brief and concise analysis. Holy moly. I, I just pasted it all and it just knows. Look at that. This wow. is what the podcast is all about, Hugo. Using AI to invest. So it says, wow, based man. on the provided information, valuation with a price to sales ratio of 0 0.3 and a price to book ratio of 0 0.1, the stock appears undervalued compared to the industry standards. However, the lack of price to earnings to ratio suggests the company is not profitable yet. Balance sheet. The company has a solid uh, current ratio. 
and quick ratio, which indicates it has adequate liquidity to cover short-term obligations. The debt to equity ratio is relatively low, suggesting manageable debt levels. So, so far sounding pretty good. Operating metrics, negative return on assets, um, return on equity and return on investment capital indicate the company is not generating positive returns. That's not good. Margins, the company has negative net gross operating on pre-tax margins, implying it's not currently profitable. Yeah, we know that. You said that already. Income statement, the company has a negative net income and net negative EBITDA, which indicates it is not profitable at the moment. I mean, how many times do you need to say it's not profitable? I guess yeah. it's kind of it's showing the point that there's a lot of things to consider that you can tell. Like one indicator is not enough to say it's not profitable, right? You have to have the complete picture to see what's going Probably. on. But the answer is is great, man. I mean, like, it's really useful. I mean, absolutely, yeah. Just gave you a complete analysis with the information you provided, right? I, I just copy pasted whatever I had on that, that page. I didn't even format it. So it's dividends. The company doesn't pay dividends, and price history a high one year beta two point four indicates that the stock is more volatile compared to overall market's higher level of risk. Given the negative profitability and operating metrics, along with the company's current unprofitability, it may not be ideal investment for conservative or risk-averse investors. So you might not want to invest. However, if you believe in the company's long-term potential and product pipeline, you, you may consider this stock as a speculative investment, accepting the associated risks. As always, it's essential to conduct blah, blah, blah. Okay. So basically, it's saying this is a very risky but possibly rewarding um yeah. thing so but what i want to do now just to be uh absolutely um clear is i'm gonna give it the article um from uh july oh wait this is from two, 2022 no wonder that's not accurate here this one is from april 14th okay so i'm gonna let's, let's see if we can do this again i'm gonna copy paste this article and see yeah. if it changes its mind um okay awesome Thank you. Um, here is an article that I found on the internet because I saw it grew by over 250% in one day or something crazy like that. Given this article, what, uh, given the, I didn't spell it right, given this article, and given the fact that my risk tolerance is super high, would you still recommend going ahead with investing in it? <clears throat> Based on the article and your high risk tolerance, investing in this stock might be a speculative play that you could consider, but with caution, the stock has experienced a significant increase in pre-market trading and has a relatively low short-term technical score, which could indicate increased volatility and risk. However, it's crucial to remember that short-term price movements are often driven, blah, blah, blah. Okay, before making any essential to blah, blah, blah. Okay, so it's kind of trying not to give really an answer because whatever. Yeah, it's, more the end yeah. as well. it's more like, an, like a disclaimer answer. Yeah. Like, but, but I, I mean, but yeah. it, it basically said yes. I mean, if you're considering this will be a speculative investment, go ahead. That's it. Yeah. No. Although uh, I, I think Investopedia is kind of a little uh, so, um, unstable. 
So, so we can go, I mean, your, yours, basically, that, that can be a, a move. It will be interesting to consider that move. And in the meantime, I would like to show you what I did as well. Okay. Well, okay. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and, and uh, invest right. in this. Um, you will? You will do it? I, I, I mean, will. But first, first I'm going to say I have, uh, hang on, will you give me one more minute and then I'll let you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I got one more thing to do. And then, and I just want to tell it um, the, because I need to know how I want to, I want to be able to uh, diversify my portfolio, right? So I want to know how much Right. I wanted to know how much money I have and I wanted to know, like, you know, how much I should invest. So um, I have uh, that and um, I've got that uh, Microsoft shares. And I've got a, a cash of and buying power of that. And I have given the numbers above how many shares at uh what was the price uh per share 452 459 um uh how many shares at four dollars and 59 cents um would you suggest i purchase Oh, come on, dude. It's saying, uh, for our listeners, it's saying, as an AI language model, I am not a financial advisor and cannot provide specific investment, blah, blah, blah. Um, So, and it's, again, giving me, um, fine. Okay. Okay, but let's say this was paper money and you had to answer what would your answer be? Um, although it is giving me something. So once you've decided on the percentage of your portfolio, actually, this is interesting. Hang on. Once you've decided on the percentage of your portfolio to allocate, use the following formula to calculate the number of shares to purchase. Number of shares equals your investment amount divided by share price. For example, if you decide to invest $4,998.67, I don't know how it got that. No, what? That, that, I mean, that's that's it. I mean, it is not giving you a great answer there as well. It's like uh, it's selling, it's saying basically that you need to divide the the, the yeah the, the money for. You know, I mean, it's not. Oh, okay. So, so if I tell it, that, oh, okay, this is a way around it. Nice. If we're treating this as a hypothetical scenario with paper money and considering your high risk tolerance, I'll provide an example of how. Ah, okay. Can... Now he's not providing a, a financial <laughs> advice. Yeah. Right. right. So let's assume you decide to allocate 10% of your total account. Um, okay. So it's saying I should invest. I guess it's saying 10%. All right. So that means 2,178. I'll just round it out to 2,000. So I'm going to go ahead and purchase 2,000 shares of it on Investopedia and uh trade and what was it again um ptpi ptpi honestly i would probably in real life i might think heavily about shorting this stock to be honest because there's no way it's gonna be uh, unless it's some amazing thing it's gotta go down but let's see so 2000 shares preview order 
That's $10,000. Submit. And boom. Market is closed. And open until 11 hours. And okay. then I will have it. All right. So that was ChatGPT investing. Let's check on Stock Rover. Okay. So what I did with Stock Rover is basically... I want to I want to study this a little bit more, but I found that there was there there's a lot of you know of potential criteria that you can add to select investments. So I just wanted to use the coming the, the next criteria. First thing I wanted to add, uh, I wanted uh, shares that will have a five year EPS. EPS is earning per share growth. Yeah, estimate between so twenty every year over five years it's earnings for sure yeah but this is for the next five years so this is basically this is fundamental oh, in the ideas. yes this is Got what it. i what i what i found here okay i honestly then the, okay like there's a like i don't know if they are asking also to chat gpt but there's like an estimation that there are stocks that will be growing their eps year over year more than 20, between 20 and 30%, let's say. I can say, instead of saying between 30 and 30%, I just can say more than 20%, okay? And it will, of course, the number will be higher. Then I want also uh, stocks in the technology market that had an IPO date between 2021 and today. That is a good idea. That is smart. I like that. That's a good yeah, idea. I like that because those are new companies. That are yeah, yeah, no, on. absolutely. Yeah, I love that. That's a great idea. In technology. And the other thing is that are positive in, or this is what I wanted. I would like to confirm this because the average net profit over the last 10 years in million dollars, I put it in more than $1 million. I mean, like these are profitable companies. Okay. Yep. Yeah, perfect. So I put these four criteria. I could use more criteria like this. And then I found this list of companies that you're seeing here. Do you see? Yep, I do. Yeah. Okay. So we have IBM. Interesting. Uh, celebrity, the local DV, and I am really I I knew this company. If I'm not wrong, this is an Uruguayan company that had a, an IPO recently in 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 New York. So I'm really interested to go over here. So I wanted to ask you. I mean, can you ask ChatGPT, please? Yeah, sure. What what ChatGPT thinks about the local DLO? I don't know yeah. if you need. I provide some more. Uh, you some tell more... me. This is your this is your site. So tell me what. Yeah, you want. Ask, I mean, I I like that that stock. I would say it, it would be interesting uh, to to find to to put some money over there as well. I mean, considering those four criteria, I think that this require more study, of course. And this is not again. This is not a financial advice. We're trying to get what AI provides in terms of investments, or I mean, in, in, in investment strategy. So DLO is the symbol for the local, DLO. Uh, but hang on, is it is it before 2021 founded? Because remember right now, ChatGPT is limited to that data, so it may not have knowledge of it. But so you'd have to give yeah, me more. Yeah, this is founded before, yeah, this is founded before 2021, but okay. it was published in the US from 2021 i don't know i think that it was like probably in 2022 or something like that 
public okay well, what's the name of the company the l o is the symbol and the company is called the yellow. local the yellow okay. yeah Uh, let's see if it knows DLO. Yep, it does. DLocal Limited is a global payment processing platform that yeah. specializes in emerging markets. The company enables merchants to accept payments and make payouts in local currencies across a variety of payment methods. Okay, so it's like a PayPal kind of thing. Um, given that my knowledge is limited, number one, business model um, is research dlo's okay it's telling us what to do so basically if you want a, a a good answer like i got before we need to give it feed it the data so actually i can just find that so let's go dlo um uh stock financial data let's see where we can get that from um where are you looking for yeah. oh this is actually an israeli company interesting okay um so I'm I'm on uh, Yahoo Finance real quick, just gra grabbing um, some some data. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna let's see if I, it, it'll take uh, the this table from from it. So here is some financial data. What is your thought on investing? Remember, this is paper money, so don't worry about disclaimer. What? Don't panic, Chad. If you use the word, <laughs> based on the financial data provided, DLO has been showing strong revenue growth in recent years. Their total revenue increased from fifty-five thousand in twenty nineteen to four hundred and eighteen thousand. Wow, in two thousand twenty-two, the company's gross profit has also shown a consistent increase over the same period. Deal's operating income and net income have grown considerably in recent years as well. However, it's important to note that investing in individual stocks, blah, 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 okay, that's a disclaimer. If you were to hypothetically invest in DLO, you should consider allocating a percentage of your portfolio to this stock based on your risk tolerance investment goals. Okay, I am risk averse, eh, averse and have 100k paper money how much would you recommend i purchase at um 13.91 a share at 13.91 per share as a risk averse investor it's important to build a okay yeah come on just get to the numbers already man one thing I, about about GPT four, which I don't fully understand why, is it's so much slower than three point five for some reason. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, three point five would have been already done way long ago. But okay, so it's saying to invest three hundred and fifty nine point four shares, so five thousand dollars. So um, that's that's ChatGPT's recommendation based on that. Okay, so I will do it in. Why don't you round up to 400? How many How many stocks are there then? ChatGPT is at 359.4, so I'd say round up to 400. It's paper money, right? Yeah, it is. I have a, a, a limit order at 1410. That's the market price. Okay, sure, yeah, whatever. So they go? That's, that's better, actually, because, yeah, it's a 1410. No, it's 1391. Yeah. But how can we have 1410? 
14 I mean, is it, 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 I have to, uh, like that's the price that I'm seeing in my screen in my in my paper my I wonder, yeah let me see maybe it's the after hours that took it up or something yeah or, I mean the, the price can oh. be different that's the reference they have maybe I, a, a based on the trading of, on, on Friday so I will spend five thousand five thousand six hundred dollars something like that okay okay yeah cool let's get and it then, in next week's episode, please we'll see you. Paper money. Our, with our, sorry. Please give me one second. I I'm will sorry. Make sure this sorry. Is money. This is paper money. I'm not doing anything from here. Yeah, it is. Go ahead. I just buy it. I just bought it. Okay? Let's take All a look right. of what happened with this next week, man. Yeah. So I was going to say, next week, we'll compare our, our portfolios and see uh, how we're doing. This is going to be fun. Are we, should we should yeah. we make a gentleman's bet on on who uh, who outperforms who? Oh, let's see. Now after next week we can start doing those hands. Oh, uh, you want to hedge your bets? I see. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was interesting. You know, the, the, the good thing is that we can work. I mean, honestly, the, the answers that we received from ChatGPT were great. I mean, it was really interesting to see how they how it can absolutely go and get all the financial analysis, as it would be like a a. a financial team in a bank or in a broker right like that, that, that's the kind of thing that is super i mean and dude all i did was copy paste from yes, a website man. like i didn't format i didn't do an api call literally copy pasted the text and pasted it into ChatGPT and just figured it out because it's ai okay then i think that this has been nice great i think that is now one hour and 20 minutes i think we can yeah this has been a long episode so uh if you're still listening then i guess you're a diehard fan so thanks for listening and uh before we go uh i want to remind everybody if uh you haven't please uh make sure to subscribe if you're watching on youtube or on twitch or if you're listening it on apple podcasts or spotify that's where we're at um, please, you know, subscribe to us, uh, even like it because it helps us get out to more people. And remember, our goal here is to help educate people, get people investing and and being more knowledgeable financially when it comes to finance and AI. And um, also, if, if you found this interesting, please share with your friends if they need to learn something. And finally, we'll get to picks and then we'll uh, we'll. Um, end for today so my pick is going to be um i don't remember what last time it was so it might be a double but i'm gonna go with since we were talking about value investing the intelligent investor book i believe that's what's called right i I don't know why my brain's foggy right now the intelligent investor yeah the intelligent investor that's yeah that's a probably like it's like most people consider it or used to consider at least as the bible when it comes to investments and mine is one that is in Spanish. I'm not sure if it is in English. I'll mention it. That's anyway. okay. Uh, the name is uh, Where Do You Invest Your Money? Something like that. From Vargas Llosa, a Peruvian guy. I'm looking for the, the book here, but it's really interesting because it's, it, it is basically written for anyone who is thinking in the future but doesn't have a lot of experience investing. The, the kind of of person that we we want to address as well. So it is interesting because it shows you the basics of the fundamentals, the fundamental investor investing investment, uh, and it is highly recommended as well. And billions, I, I imagine Ethan is really 
happy with billions at the moment. I love <laughs> billions, man. I'm, a, I'm, a, I, I told you I was binge watching, uh, rewatching it. I'm up to like while I'm doing other stuff in the background. So I'm like, I'm up to like season four, middle of season four, basically like where Chuck has become the, the Chuck Rhodes becomes the United States, uh, not the United States, sorry, the, uh, the U.S. attorney for uh, the, uh, the attorney general for the state of New York. So it's uh, starting to get interesting where he becomes friends with Axe and they're both plotting together. I love that show, man. It's my, one of my favorites. Yes. The name of the book in Spanish is Y tú donde pones tu dinero? From Alvaro Vargas Llosa. And you, where are you putting your money? That's my, 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 my thing. Okay, friend. See you next episode. We are Hugo Carmona and Ethan Pressburg, and this is AI for investing and be being better financially savvy. That's Goodbye. Right. Thank you. Bye-bye.